0: takes care of His children, that we're seated with Him in heavenly places, that all blessings are ours in Christ Jesus. and They're not what maybe we think are blessings or how the world definitely would define blessings, but they're for our good and they're for His dear purposes. And He provides, He daily provides. And so just leaning into Him, trusting Him, walking with Him, being submitted to His will and... And just serving Him, it, it really is an adventure we've been talking about it in our family. It is an adventure to serve the Lord Jesus. We're grateful that that He would use just earthen vessels like us.
1: How about a haircut, straight razor fade, head shave, face shave, beard trim, and lined up? Hair tonic scalp treatment. What are we talking about? <laughs> We're not gonna cut your hair today, but we want to welcome Adam Cutshaw, who's the owner and master barber of Cutshaw's Classic Barber Shop. It's now located in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Adam, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint here on the Bot Radio Network. Thanks for having me, good to be here. (laughs) And you are a master barber, and that's not the reason why we're getting together today. Uh, A friend of mine, Introduced me to you over the phone yesterday. You spoke to the Awakened Prayer Group that meets on Tuesdays. David Sitton called me and said, you need to meet Adam Cutshaw. His family is in town, his wife, Whitney, and their five children. Traveling through the entire state of Tennessee, all 95 counties, Adam, to preach and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's
0: right. That's right. We have 100 days to go to all 95 counties, the four most extreme geographical points and ending the 100th day on the Tennessee State Capitol Nashville.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to unpacking your story as I was looking at your business. It popped right up. I mean, you must be a popular barber there in Tullahoma because it talked about your business. You haven't closed shop. You've got some colleagues that are continuing the business while you and your family take this journey. About how many days are you projecting this will take?
0: Lord willing, we're going to go 100 days straight. So yeah. no rest days, 100 days straight. We started February 1st, and we'll end May 10th there in Nashville.
1: You graduated from Tullahoma High School there. You have your BS in criminal justice
0: administration. You previously served on the Tullahoma Police Department. That's correct. City police officer there in Tullahoma for three and a half years, and then on as a security force contractor for the federal government for three and a half years, and then went into uh, ministry. God called me there and uh, then on opening the barber barbershop, uh, just kind of hand in hand. Studied at two different seminaries? I did. I did. Uh, Ecclesia Theological Seminary and then uh, Grace Bible Theological Seminary, not too far away, Conway, Arkansas. Dr. Jeff Johnson's a dear friend and mentor of mine.
1: I think it's interesting. On the 100-question barber theory exam, you scored one of the highest scores ever had at that particular location.
0: Uh, up until that time, as far as I know, yes. I talked with, the, with the, one of the, the ladies that was over all the grading, and that's what she told me. So I was, I was happy to hear that. Glad, just glad to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know. Well, one of the things, too, is you were a pastor at Grace Community Church in Manchester. Tell me a little about that fellowship.
0: Yes, I'm one of the pastors there. I'm uh, one of the elders over evangelism, discipleship, and care. And my um, fellow co-pastor uh, John Hollyfield, uh, a great great man, great brother, uh, supports this ministry. So grateful for our church to send us out with their blessing. Reporting back to them, and occasionally when we're able to make it back to the mid-state, we fellowship back with them. So uh, just grateful for a church that loves me and supports me. And a co-pastor, uh, Pastor John Hollyfield, does a great job there. Uh, even as a certified biblical counselor, so just wonderful to be on staff with him.
1: What's your story, Adam? When did you first recognize you were really desperate need? Is all of us as humans have for Jesus, and the real
0: meaning of His death, burial, and resurrection. I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, had godly parents that loved us. Uh, we would do family devotions oftentimes, family worship. That just really endeared my heart to them. But as I grew up, I, I knew what to say and how to act and how to dress, but my heart was not changed. I was just a whitewashed tomb. And so uh, in, in my 20s, early 20s, there towards the middle and end of, of college, the Lord just began to really just convict me and reveal the to me, my sin and my need for a Savior. And it was several years of just searching and just being under deep conviction. And uh, one day, as a uh, security guard, at uh, the same time as I was, I was a police officer, I called out to God to save me, and, and by His sweet sovereign grace, Through Christ, applied by the Holy Spirit, he brought me to himself and saved me. Our life has been a full adventure ever since (laughs) and would have no other way. No other king I'd rather serve. How and where did you meet Whitney? So uh, I was in college, Campbellsville University. I had a football scholarship there, and she was a student there. And we got married at 20 years old. And uh, we met there in uh, Campbellsville, Kentucky, central Kentucky. Was it love at first sight? It was. uh, (laughs) But her with me, from from the story goes, she saw me running off the football field. And and through a series of friends, we were able to connect. And six months later, we were married. And the Lord's been so gracious to give me her. What a a dear saint. She just loves the Lord, so supportive. She homeschools our children, and she supports me. I've said it many times, if I were to go home and say, Whitney, I think the Lord's calling us to be missionaries in China. She'd say, Well, let's pack the bags. I'm ready. <laughs> I love she's, that. She's just a great, wonderful help. Okay, me. so five children. Tell me their names and ages. Okay, Caroline is 12 in two days. And then we have Kalel after Superman, Hebrew roughly for voice of God. It's pronounced Kalel, but we're country, so we say Kalel. <laughs> and then we have RC. Uh, his name is John Rogers. He was named after a martyr, but we call him RC, his second and third initial. He's five. And then we have twin girls, identical twin girls. Uh, remnant and jovial. They go by Remy and Jovi. They're three and a half. And so it's lots of energy, lots of fun.
1: And Whitney and the kids are outside the studio right now being entertained by some of our staff. And we're so glad that you brought them along with you so I could meet them. Precious, precious family. Adam, do you feel that you have a gift or special calling to take the gospel boldly
0: and publicly across the state of Tennessee? It's really the Lord doing that. Um, In the flesh, it's not comfortable to be on a street corner. In the flesh, it's not uh, comfortable to to be mocked and derided at times, or even misunderstood by Christians. Uh, We we do it boldly, but with much love and humility, for sure. Um, But the Lord has given me uh, the passion and given me the strength and the courage to do that. And uh, He must hold my hand uh, because I I sure can't do it alone.
1: You know, I'm sure, especially with having a family and the stair steps that your kids are right now in their ages, thinking about taking a trip like this, you know, for 100
0: days, uh, 95 counties, what led up to you planning to take this particular trip? There was uh, there was about two years of, of just wrestling and not so much wrestling with God about doing it, but just wrestling with finances, wrestling with scheduling, wrestling with other commitments I had, be it mission trips or preaching opportunities or conferences or whatever it may be, and just able to look at our schedule, having responsibilities at our home church, and where is 100 days? And so every year I I hike with a group of ministers on the Appalachian Trail, and this last year I just really seemed to have a sense of, of God telling us the time was now. And for us to do that, and so we just looked at our schedule, and we saw 100 days that were open, and we just trusted the Lord to provide. I know that the phrase stepping out on faith is oftentimes misused or abused, but we did step out on faith. We're still not fully funded, and we know God will provide. He has treasuries in heaven we know nothing about. And so we set out February 1st, and we're just plugging along, and, and God has done so many things in such a short time. All the times on the street just doing street evangelism, just seeing so many really miraculous, supernatural things, uh, answer, direct answers to prayer. And I told my family, when we do this type of work, there will be prayers answered immediately, directly, just miracles, for lack of better words. Within even the first day, the first week, uh, Whitney and the kids were just amazed about the phone calls coming in and the support coming in and just providing lodging and, and so many wonderful things that, that God has just provided from His hand for His mission. And so we just want to honor Him. We want to take the gospel to the state of Tennessee. People are hurting. People are in need of a Savior. I, I've done work in Israel and England and Canada, all across the Southeast, and filling in for pulpit supplies and, and speaking conferences and, and special meetings, things like that. But Lord began to burn me. What have you done for me in your state? Being born and raised in Tennessee, loving the state, meeting so many people in the barbershop that are just continually pouring in from all over the United States to Tennessee. How am I taking the gospel to them? How am I believing that there really is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain? And so, what am I doing? What are we doing? How are we being faithful to share the gospel? Tennessee 100's really just developed from reaching my state, really believing what Psalm 72 says Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel who only does wondrous things and blessed be his glorious name forever and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. And so we want to fill the whole state with the glory of God.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that, Adam, filling the whole state with the glory of God and hopefully that'll just spread all across these United States and around the world too. You mentioned miracles. What are some stories about some of the people that you've met so far? I mean, this is early on in your trip. You mentioned only seven days in so far. What are some miraculous stories you've seen so far? If you've got anything particular that stands out? And really, how are people responding to the message? You mentioned being ridiculed. Jesus was ridiculed. People sometimes stand up for the gospel
0: are ridiculed for sharing the good news. Yeah, on the ridicule part, um, most everyone here so far has been kind. Uh, We're grateful for that. Uh, Speaking uh, of experiences in other countries and uh, at some large sporting events and a lot of times late night crowds and bar districts and, and things like that can get rough. Obviously, as a father and a husband, I want to be uh, a good manager of my family and protect them, and so uh, all of our activities as a family are in the daytime. Though we do trust in God for His protection, His provision. You know, the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those that are perishing, but it's life, eternal life for those being saved, and so it really crucifies the flesh. It really humbles you, and you really begin to trust God for the increase. Uh, you know, it's been asked. You know, how many how many people pray to prayer? How many? Uh, decisions have you had made? And as a dear evangelist friend of mine, Bobby Cree likes to say, I've had thousands. People chose that day to either follow the Savior or they chose not to. But he was worthy. Yes. He was worthy to be proclaimed.
1: You mentioned you just recently came off a trip from Israel just prior to the outbreak of war on October 7. I think you traveled there with a mutual friend Pastor Al Neutroni has sat right in that chair where you are. I've had him in here several times in the studio. When we went on our trip to Israel back in 2018, he did our communion service and led some Bible studies overlooking the Mount of Olives.
0: Love Pastor Al, but you got to go and, and preach the gospel in Israel. Yeah, we love Pastor Al. Missionary to Nepal and India, Daniel Kearney uh, had set that up with Pastor Al, and Pastor Al was just a wonderful host. Church prayed for us there, sent us out, allowed us to take a team from their church there. Uh, into the streets and and really encourage them and teach them and show them what street evangelism looks like. And
1: and let me just say this. Al has talked about the
0: work they do sometimes in Tel Aviv
1: among the prostitutes in the street and the people there in Tel Aviv. And that has opened up the door
0: in many ways. Yes, we were in Tel Aviv uh, there. We were actually there on uh, a large pride event uh, there. And uh, we had some meaningful conversations. We had many attending that prayed even in tears and seeking prayer and seeking biblical understanding and uh, so many gospel tracks went out there in Tel Aviv. i uh, thankful for uh, just Pastor Al and, and how knowledgeable he is of the area and of the culture. This particular trip in
1: Tennessee, Adam, how did you map it out? What was the strategy when you're looking at 95 counties? Where do you begin?
0: Yeah, that's kind of how me and Whitney felt. We we have some dear friends uh, from, from Tullahoma at a time there when I it was a pulpit supply when, when Dr. Avi had left. And uh, our dear friends uh, have a lake house. And so every year they're insistent that me and Whitney get away uh, into this this house on a little retreat there. And so this past year we went and we just sought the Lord and we just prayed and we we poured over a map and uh, we just. Uh, My mother was kind and watched our five children. And so there was a lot of quiet time and time to just plan things out. And so we we really started in the West, generally speaking, and we're going to finish in the East. Besides, of course, the last day, 100th day will be at the Capitol. So we try to find a central location and then we surround out from there each day. We kind of launch out each day. Sometimes we have venues already preset. Sometimes as we go, there's just pastors and churches reaching out. Uh, by the grace of God, about 80 days are covered for our lodging so far in churches and camps and pastor's homes. We've not ate out one time yet. And we've not stayed in a hotel one time. And so God has continued to provide. And we just want to be a good manager of his resources.
1: That is so wonderful to hear how God's family, the body of Christ, is responding You know, to this and receiving you too and, and helping encourage you along the way. Your law enforcement background has lent to you also having an outreach through law enforcement chaplaincy.
0: Is that something you do on a regular basis? It kind of ebbs and flows at times. Uh, I've counseled officers from career uh, choices to marital problems, to suicide prevention. um, And then also within uh, the county jail there and also making death notifications uh, when officers do pass. Thankfully, where we live, it's very rare, uh, but also death notifications to families in the community and then even having to officiate uh, funerals for those families when they don't have a minister. Uh, and so that kind of ebbs and flows grateful to have a, a great working relationship with the sheriff's department there uh, they oftentimes call me and uh, I actually just received a letter from from one of the men I've been ministering to and and then it's kind of dual purpose but in that same vein there's a there's a gentleman that's incarcerated in a, in a state facility he took my dad's life uh, by DUI uh, and so I've been wait, ministering wait, 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 wait. To him. he did what now yeah, my, my father was killed a few years ago by a DUI driver, and I uh, petitioned the court to be able to communicate with him and speak with him. And so now I'm allowed, uh, as a minister and as a chaplain, and uh, to go in and to see him in that facility and to speak with him and to continue to, to witness to him. So Adam,
1: please. what has it been like for you? I mean, the heartbreak of knowing how tragically and unexpectedly your life's dad was taken, and then you're going and ministering to the very person who is responsible for that death.
0: It's the grace of God. Um, it, it's a supernatural work. He's been so gracious to, to not give me anger or hate towards that man. Really just compassion. And so we continue to pray for him. We continue to seek um, the Lord for his salvation. And he's receptive. He, he listens. We, we communicate about the Bible. I was able to go into the facility and see him. He's been transferred to another location. So we're going through that clearance again to be able to get back in to yeah. see him face to face. But yes, uh, our, our family is... Desire to see him know the Lord and the forgiveness um, that that can be his. And um, we know where my dad is. Yes. uh, Without a doubt. Godly man. uh, Love the Lord. And he had a, a, a heart for those that have backgrounds such as this gentleman.
1: God bless you and your family, praying for that healing and the opportunity for this man to come to know the Savior, Amen. you know. Uh, take us into that little barber shop. Are we talking about a real barber pole outside? Right. I
0: mean, we're talking a real barbershop here. Absolutely. So we started many years ago, well, eight years ago, yeah, eight years ago this month, we started on the square in Manchester, one little tiny shop just me in there. I would work on weekends. I was a security force contractor for the federal government during the week, full-time job. And then on weekends, I would cut hair, Friday and Saturday. And it would just be so busy and the lines would be so long. And it was just me. And finally, my wife, one day she said, "Uh, I think it's time to do this full-time. This is what you've wanted. And I said, well, you know, if it's just me, I'd sleep on the floor and eat baloney every day, but I've got (laughs) you and kids to take care of and bills to pay and insurance. And, And she said, I think you'll be okay. And so I was so grateful for her nudging and her confidence. And so I thought, you know, I would rather try and fail and go back to law enforcement than to continue in that career and just say, I wonder if, I wonder if, I wonder if. And so I thought, you know what, let's do this. We'll trust the Lord. We'll go into this. We'll we'll use it as opportunity to minister, to share the gospel. Oftentimes pray for those in my chair. They don't even know I'm praying for them as yes. I cut their hair. And, and so we did that. We went full time and there was so much work, couldn't believe it. Uh, and through the years, been able to hire a couple guys, master barbers. Uh, great to have them in there with me. Some of them have went on to start their own shops and their own careers, and very proud of them for doing that. And then uh, we were able to, to buy us a little building uh, two years ago and relocated to Telahoma, and now we have our own shop and have a couple guys working for me. One guy in barber college right now, and and so just grateful to have those guys. They do a great job. Yeah.
1: Well, I can remember back when I was a boy, and my dad would take me to. Chester's Shop <laughs> on the corner of National and Macon Road, just next to the Dipper Dan ice cream shop, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. And so
1: I just remember those times. And you mentioned about praying for your clients as they come in. And I was thinking about, too, you probably get in some good conversations at times. We do. And and being in a small town, you know these folks, too, right? That's right. And they can't go anywhere. They're in the middle of a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's wonderful to be able to minister in that capacity. Adam, what encouragement do you have for fellow small business owners who are believers like you are to use their business as a platform
0: for the gospel? Well, it's all God's. He owns it all. He owns the cattle on a Thousand Hill. He owns those hills. He created those hills, and so He'll provide for His people. He always does. And to do good work, right? To to live soberly, righteously, to live a quiet life as far as possible, and to work with your hands. And so, uh, do all that you do into the glory of God. Amen. And uh, be bold in your witness, and be good to your customers. Yeah. What does a typical week
1: look like for the entire Cutshaw family on the road when you're looking at where you're staying, what you're going to eat, the schooling, which you already mentioned, homeschooling? And you got to wash clothes sometimes, right? (laughs) (laughs) We do.
0: So uh, about every uh, two to three weeks, we're able to pass through our county. Uh, And so we'll usually get in uh, the way we have it scheduled is that night we'll get in, do laundry, pay some bills, tie up loose ends. Fellowship with our church, and then right after church, go on to our next county. So we're never home for 24 hours, but we kind of catch a night in and then an, uh, the early morning back out.
1: And what do you and Whitney hope to instill in your
0: children through this experience? You know, so many people have pointed that out. We're, we're grateful uh, that others realize that when we see that. Um, the, the legacy we really want to leave is mom and dad believed what they taught mom and dad had a walk with the savior. They lived it out. And we want our children to live it out, to be bold in their witness, to to evangelize, to share the good news, uh, to live really in light of eternity. And so that's, that's what we want to leave them with. Wow. That is so beautiful. Uh,
1: any ways that you and your wife have seen the children engage this ministry that you've been surprised
0: so far? Well, uh, we've always taken them with us, regardless of what ministry. And so uh, it's still amazing, though. They are tracked handing out machines. It's really hard to tell three-and-a-half-year-old twins you don't want a gospel track. And so they (laughs) hand out tracks. Uh, We're always with them, of course. And our oldest two, they're just bold in the witness. They're not timid at all. Caroline and kal they just love handing out tracks and talking to people and and engaging with children. And there's really no fear in them. If you go on our Facebook, it's TN letter T, letter N, and then the numeric 100, T N 100. And there's a video of uh, RC on there, and uh, he's singing Jesus Loves Me. And they sing some other songs, and, and we don't push them or even ask them to. They came to us and was like, can we sing? Can we sing? And so it's so good to see the kids singing and the kids holding up signs. And uh, we were doing some, uh, some sign ministry, holding up gospel signs on a busy hallway the other day trying to engage pastor buyers in, our, in a rural community, see if they would come over and we could pray with them, witness to them. And uh, the kids began a competition to see how many semi-trucks they could get to honk. And yeah. so they were <laughs> holding their signs of gospel messages and just enjoying serving the Lord along with their parents.
1: Anything crazy or funny that's happened to you so far in these early days
0: of getting started? Oh, there's always something <laughs> funny in our uh, in our family, for sure. We put a little funny video up the other day on Facebook of this abandoned parking lot, and we played along like it was a uh, fast food restaurant. And so Caroline pops up beside the window and hands us our cold-cut sandwiches we're eating on the road <laughs> or peanut butter sandwiches we're just eating out of lunch boxes and... And microwave food right now. And, and then uh, we have a kitchen where we're staying now, a church that's housing us. And so Whitney's excited to get to cook for us.
1: Oh, that's great. What about moral support, prayer support you're receiving from family back home? Has everybody been on board with you family-wise? I mean, you mentioned grandparents. Now, they've got to be concerned about those grandkids
0: on the road. Sure. Yeah, they, they really know what we're about and how we live our life. And so um, we're so grateful for a family that loves us, prays for us, supports us. And really praying for us is the kindest thing anyone can do. So we, we really need prayer for this. And we're grateful that my mother and my wife's parents, my in-laws, they all three just love the Lord and support our ministry. And they're grateful that their children are uh, walking with their parents. Just seeing, seeing this world, this world is... Uh, is going to show itself, expose itself, teach children things. But we want to be there when they're seeing and learning it and guiding their hearts and guiding their minds and being there to show them this is what happens when you neglect the Lord. This is what happens when you choose the world's systems and Satan over the goodness and the mercy and the salvation of the Lord. And so we're glad that we can be there in real time when they see the real world. That's got to be really special for a parent to have this time with your kids and
1: see them. I know when we were service missionaries and our kids were little and saw how they engaged the various ministries that we were involved with. It was so wonderful. Okay, as we get ready to wrap up here, Adam, uh, some things that God is teaching you and Whitney so far about his faithfulness,
0: your relationship with him. Every day he's just revealing that he takes care of his children, um, that we're seated with him in heavenly places, that all blessings are ours in Christ Jesus. And they're, they're not what maybe we think are blessings or how the world definitely would define blessings, but they're for our good and they're for His dear purposes. And He provides. He daily provides. And so just leaning into Him, trusting Him, walking with Him, being submitted to His will and and just serving Him, it it really is an adventure. We've been talking about it in our family. It is an adventure to serve the Lord Jesus. We're grateful that, that He would use just earthen vessels like us. Amen.
1: And so you're not traveling in a
0: travel trailer or a camper or RV or anything like that? No, we, we just have a we have a passenger van. We have a passenger van. And um, by the grace of God, either uh, people I've went to police academy with, other pastors, other ministries, church camps, uh, churches that have missional housing. Uh, we've been able, just by by connections and phone calls and surprise connections, uh, God just continues to provide us. One of the miraculous things is even this week uh, where there was one place, uh, Northwest Tennessee, we, we knew no one, had no connections. Got an email. I said, contact this guy. We contacted him. He said, we insist we're putting you up for 11 days. We have a, a cabin and we support what you're doing. I haven't even met the man face to face comes with high um, recommendations and just a godly man with a a godly heritage. So we're just grateful for him and his family and his ministry to do that. So every day is just a a new experience of God's mercy towards us.
1: No mechanical issues so far? Praise the Lord. No mechanical (laughs) issues. That's one of
0: my prayers every day. (laughs) Lord, please just keep this van going.
1: Yes. Amen. Well, how can our listeners follow your family? You mentioned the Facebook page as you journey across the state. Are you posting specific prayer requests? And also you mentioned financial support how can someone contribute to
0: this ministry Yes sir we have a website it's a of 1.org so the letter a the word of of and then the numeric 1 a of 1.org it stands for audience of 1.org which is
1: an evangelistic ministry that's part of what you're doing
0: Yes, yes. It's, it's something that we started many years ago. Just a name to fall under and to explain what we are and what we're about is we want to live our life before the audience of one. God's always watching. We want to please Him, want to serve Him. We're not about numbers, so we know that it's all for God's glory. Even if none... It's all about God. And so we want to express that even in our ministry. So aofone.org, you can give securely and safely there online if you wish to do that. Most of all, we just need prayer. We totally need prayer. We have about 11 days or so out of our 100 days that it's not covered yet for lodging. So Pray the Lord Provides for Lodging. And then, of course, uh, fuel is is always a great expense. And then you can follow us on our Facebook. It's just the letter T, the letter N, space, and then the numeric 100, TN100. Every day we have a new update. God bless you, Adam. Thank you so much for sharing the story with us as you journey across this
1: state of ours, the volunteer state, uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to have to figure out a way that we can get back together on the other side of this trip so we can recap and
0: share some of the stories and things that have happened. You know, I'd love to do that. I would love to recap the 100 days, Tennessee 100. 95 counties, four most extreme geographical points, ending the hundredth day, May 10th on the state capitol, just proclaiming the good news of Jesus in the open air. Amen.
1: Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.